Welcome to the Beyond Fitness Podcast with Mel and Bree. I'm Mel. And I'm Bree. And we're two moms on a mission to educate and empower others to take charge of their health by ditching the all or nothing mentality, leading by example, and living life without deprivation. Making improvements to your health doesn't have to be hard. And we want you to have the tools to teach your family that you can be healthy and enjoy life. Well, well, hello, hello. Hello, how are you? Oh, you know, just wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. It's like day 597 of the quarantine. But you know what? I I don't know about you, but I feel like it's getting better. Like, I feel like... I agree. A weight's been lifted. Like, things are starting to change. I don't know what exactly it is, but whether... Well, so... For in Texas, I know that businesses are starting to open back up. That yes. you know, like there's not as many restrictions. I know in other areas of the country, it's not that way. Um, we have a lot of family in California, and I know they're still under like home quarantine for another thirty days. Oh my gosh! I know, I know. So my cousin, I, she, her, and I were messaging back and forth, and they said, "Yeah, we're still under like basically house arrest for the next thirty days." I'm like, "Are you serious?" Like mm. that, but they got hit really hard. Okay. And New York did too. I know that. Um, and there's still a couple other states that got hit really hard that still don't you know, haven't gotten through the brunt of it, where I feel like as Texas, we didn't, at least the area that we're in, didn't get hit as hard as they anticipated. Um, And you know what? California and New York, they're all on top of each other. Where Texas, you're very spread out. True. Very true. So, and we don't have like transit systems, like, you know, those other areas do. Mm -hmm. So they were just able to spread you know, a lot faster, easier. Right. Because they are around each other on top of each other. Um, And we didn't have nearly the casualties or the affected um, that they anticipated based off of the other states. Yeah. And prayerfully, it continues that way. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. So, So, but I think people are are taking this seriously. I mean, you're always going to have those that are just, going to be like, whatever, I'm going to do my own thing and nobody can tell me what to do, which is, mm-hmm. you know, that is your right as yep. a U.S. citizen. But um, I don't think anybody, I think they're doing it as respectfully, like, hey, I'm not going to go cough on somebody, but, you know, I, you can't force me to wear a mask, so I'm just going to kind of stay over in my area. Right, right. You know. Yep. So, but I do feel like it's getting a lot better. For a lot of people, you know, people are able to go back to work, um, yeah. which I, I know that, like, I'm friends with a lot of people in the um, salon industry that own, like, hair salons, nail salons, mm, like, yeah. um, med spas, and I know they've all been struggling uh, because know. they haven't been able to work. It's just been ridiculous. So, like the, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm so, well, you and I are so fortunate. We're in the businesses we're in. Yeah. Because we're still able to do our stuff remotely. And then our husbands are both working remotely. Right. um, And do even before this. So. Right. It's just, you know, we've been blessed 
in that aspect. So I can't even imagine, you know, not having that option. I know my, my heart just breaks for them. And I know, I don't, I don't even want to get into it because I don't want to get political or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I hear you sister. Uh, Like, you know, you say that you say one thing and people immediately think, Oh, well, if you feel this way, then you must want everyone to die you don't care so it's like you can't please anyone anymore oh no yeah you have to <laughs> you have to choose your words wisely or they'll oh come out to yes. bite you in, in some way shape or form <laughs> yeah and my my uh my filter's not really tuned in right now so I'm not gonna I don't feel like choosing my words so I'm just gonna zip my lips <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but I want to talk about this topic you have today because this is one I know we both get a lot about my goodness well you know it's so funny because I had asked some friends of mine a couple months back I'm like what's one topic you would really like to hear about and I swear like three-fourths of them said that they want to know what to eat versus what not to eat like substitutions yep um, so I'm like, okay, like, well, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So <laughs> tonight we're talking about things, you know, eat this instead of that, just some healthy substitutions, um, that you can incorporate into your daily life. These are ones that I use a lot at home, um, that have worked out great for my family that I recommend for my clients. And you probably use a number of them yourself, mm-hmm. um, but well, so one of the hardest things about losing weight is what? Food. Yeah, changing, changing how you eat. Yeah, changing how you eat. And when you have a client come see you, do you? I know that you don't put them on a strict diet. So, like you, you, you just make small changes here and there because what Correct. happens? What happens when you put somebody on a strict diet? Oh, they may follow it for a short time, but as soon as they stop eating that way, all it's all lost again. Right. They haven't, they haven't learned anything. So, you know, if, if you, like, refer to, like, those fad diets, like, the popular ones I'm thinking of right now, like, paleo, keto, um, the carnivore ones getting a lot of popularity, um, any of those diets, like, they are very strict mm-hmm. in how you're supposed to follow them. And yeah, people have great success with them in the beginning, right? but they can rarely stick to them because they are so strict and structured and they don't teach you how to eat outside of those parameters, which is, go ahead. No, go ahead. Which is really important. Like you need to, so what happens when you have that birthday party or you have that vacation or you have, you know, whatever that event, you know, those diets don't teach you how to eat. For those, they teach you how to eat based off of their diet plan. Right. And, and let's be very clear. The reason why these diets, all diets work mm-hmm. for the time that you do them. Mm-hmm. And the reason why someone is so successful on keto or paleo or carnivore or plant-based or whatever, it's not the diet. It is 100% not the diet. It is a hundred percent the fact that they are finally paying attention to what they're eating mm-hmm. and they are at a caloric deficit. Right. Period. And carry, you know, on. carry on. And, <laughs> the, 
And you, you know, you keto may be perfect for you. That may be how you're wired. You yeah. were built for Absolutely. that day. So it's about finding what works for you. But, you know, the majority of people, and I, I will never, and I know you don't, will never, like, prescribe a diet. Like, no. I, I do not have a go-to diet that I recommend for my clients because everybody is so different other than just eating clean. You know, don't right. eat processed foods on a regular basis. Like, that's really the only thing that you'll hear me say on repeat. Um, right. But I never prescribed diet, and I think it's really important. But you need to know, you need to have guidance on how to eat. Like, okay, there are some basic foods that you should probably steer clear from or try to find a healthy substitute for, um, you know, an easy swap. So that's, that's what this podcast episode is about, is finding those swaps for those less healthy food items. Right. So let's jump right in because I've got a whole list right here and feel free at any time to chime in and add some of your favorites. These are just some of the ones that I've used. Um, So I'm going to start off with one that um, a lot of people are like either haven't tried or, or, you know, like has gotten a lot of media over the years, but quinoa. So some people are like, I don't even know how to pronounce that or how to spell that or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, you know what? What is that? So, you know, a lot of people think quinoa is a grain. Well, it's actually a seed. So mm-hmm. it, it contains a lot of fiber and protein. And so that's a good substitute for something like rice because it really complements any rice dish, you know, you can use them in salads. You can use them as a side dish. Um, me personally, I am not a big fan of quinoa, but I do love red quinoa. Mm. So it, you know, there is different types. Um, and I will only eat red quinoa if I'm able to soak it overnight in, um, oh my gosh, what is it called? Chicken broth. I won't soak it in water because it gives it a little bit of flavor. Like I use low Mm -hmm. sodium chicken broth, but Mm -hmm. if I can let it soak, that way it absorbs some, it just gives a little bit more flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's a good substitution for rice that I use. Mm -hmm. Um, And next one, mustard for mayonnaise. That is not okay. No, <laughs> see, and I, neither of those is okay. <laughs> I do not like mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, uh, ever since I was a little girl, has given me the heebie-jeebies. So, like, it's like jiggly. It's, yes, like, and I used to eat it too, but uh, now I'm like, it literally makes me get. Bleh. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, so I mean, mustard. It's no. You don't like mustard either? No, not unless it's like honey. I actually have a honey mustard like chicken recipe, uh-huh. honey, honey Dijon chicken. It's really good. I'll eat it like that. But like straight up, my husband will eat. He dips pretzels and mustard. Oh yeah, I do too. What is wrong with you Oh, guys? it's so There's just something. Oh. It's like got like a, not like a heat, but like a spiciness to it. That's mm-hmm. just, or like a sharpness about it. I don't, I can't really describe it, but it's, 
I don't know, it just gives it a little bit of zing. And weird. <laughs> but so it's it's a better option than mayonnaise because it doesn't well, have Well who would dip pretzels in mayonnaise? I don't know. My husband probably. Um no. Yeah, like mayonnaise. Ugh. I won't even if I know something has mayonnaise in it, I won't won't even Mm-mm. but you know what's the funny thing? So my husband every year for his birthday, I make him his grandma's um recipe because he just grew up on it he loves it it's a get ready for this a mayonnaise cake because his grandma grew up in the great depression and eggs and oil were expensive so they used eggs and oil i mean a mayonnaise to replace the eggs and oil because it was cheap mm-hmm. and so there's another substitution for you, but i wouldn't well. recommend that but um and I'm actually, over here gagging, but, but it gives it, and I can't, heart. I can't taste it, the mayonnaise in the cake, and it actually gives it like this moistness to it. Mm-mm. But yeah, <laughs> like I mayonnaise. Ugh. Let's be glad, let's be glad this is a podcast and not a video right. because my face is like not okay right now. But like mayo, it has really high amounts of saturated fat. Um, so, and mustard, and mustard is also a great substitution for things like ketchup too, because ketchup's got a lot of sugar in it. The mustard is very minimal on sodium and sugar and has no saturated. Yeah. Basically. It's it's just a crushed up seed. Right. Nothing. Right. So it's a good condiment to have as a side, if you need a little bit of extra on whatever, you know, sandwich or burger or pretzel that you're eating mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what goes good with pretzels what peanut butter yes yes but, but that's, that's not the point of this no podcast. but that's, that's not my list that's not on my list right now so <laughs> all right all right I'll, I'll be quiet carry on okay so um another one that is good is using greek yogurt for sour cream and I've used this in a lot of recipes. I, oh, yeah. I don't like sour cream. Um, that's another yeah, one my husband likes. Now, Greek yogurt, it's full of protein. It still has a richness to it that, you know, sour cream gives certain foods. But sour cream is really high in fat and calories. So the Greek yogurt kind of brings it back a notch, and it still gives it that flavor. But you're getting and, the protein in addition. Right. So, and you, you legitimately, that's one of the top things I have people replace and they kind of look at me funny. You legit can't tell the difference. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And, and I do not like sour cream and I do not like Greek yogurt at all. I think Greek yogurt is disgusting. Yeah, I don't, but yeah. I will use it on stuff. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of yogurt period. Me either. And for my kids, like I've made them yogurt pops before and I've done mm-hmm. it with Greek yogurt. And if I do it with Greek yogurt, I have to add a, a whole lot more honey. So I just mm-hmm. use the plain unsweetened yogurt because it's it's very hearty. Yeah. So you have to be careful what you're. But if you're using it as a replacement for sour cream, whatever the recipe is calling for, it's a great substitution. Absolutely. Um, moving on. So <laughs> almonds for croutons, uh, and I'm mostly oh, talking yeah. like salads. So yeah. when you're using – in sal- in anything you eat, you want to have texture. You want to have var- variations of texture. 
there's just something about the palate that really appreciates that. Um, and so a lot of times we want that crunchiness. Well, the almonds give you that crunch that you would, that you're missing out on from those croutons, but you're with the almonds, you're getting more fiber and more protein where croutons, you're just getting usually like just the carbohydrate carbohydrates and it's processed. Um, mm-hmm. You're not getting any positive nutritional value out of it. So those right. are a good substitution. Um, and yeah. me personally, I love nuts in my salad. I am just nuts and as berries. long as they're as long as they're chopped. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah. Not, not like yeah. Just if if somebody's thinking like, you want me to put whole almonds on my salad? No, don't mm, do that. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Well, chop them up. Yeah. <laughs> or sliver. It's kind of like putting a whole chicken on your like a whole yeah. chicken breast. I'm like, no, I cut it up. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's cut that up. <laughs> so um, now this next one is my absolute favorite. Um, I substitute popcorn for chips all the time i love 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 as a snack air popped popcorn i do too but i can't eat it anymore i'm so sad i know it sucks but it's so good but it has to be air popped you can't just like go and buy one of those what is it that what's that brand um with the old man on it the red and buck or Oh, yeah. You know the crappy about? fake popcorn. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it, all right, movie popcorn. We're not talking movie popcorn. We're talking, like, right. air pop popcorn. If you've never used air pop popcorn it's, or used an air popper, they're the coolest things ever. I highly recommend you mm-hmm. get one. I think you can get one for, like, 15 or $20. They're really yeah. inexpensive. Yep. Um, But all you do is you just take the popcorn kernels and you pour it in. And the heat, it's like an air fryer almost. The heat just causes the popcorn to pop or the kernels to pop. And it makes you popcorn. And when it comes out, it's just a plain. Now, where you get into trouble is all the things you add to it. Right. right. But you can still add. Like, I put butter on mine, but I use grass-fed butter. And I don't go crazy. And then I'll add, like, a little bit of salt. I mean... We've flavored them up so many different ways. Sometimes I'll add like dark chocolate chunks if I want a little something sweeter or like those, um, the cocoa nibs, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Um, but for most people, they won't go for that because it's like really, those are really bitter. Those are bitter. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to be like hardcore. Like you basically will just take the cocoa from like the plant, you know, like, right. (laughs) But, um, I will say, because I love that too, it just doesn't love me. Mm-hmm. So if you're like me and for whatever reason can't do popcorn, um, I when I do eat chips, I just get uh, the blue corn tortilla chips mm-hmm. from H-E-B. It's like the H-E-B Organics or Central Market brand. And it's literally like blue corn and sunflower oil. And I don't know, it's super minimal ingredients. It's very straightforward. So they're not filled with you know, like if you go get a bag of Doritos, mm-hmm. it's a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so another reason to read your labels. Yes. And we, we did an episode on that a while back about reading your mm-hmm. labels. So, you know, these are awesome suggestions, but there's always, so if you can't do popcorn, there's still always a better version of what you're eating to Absolutely. try. Well, and speaking of H-E-B, 
and I don't know if you've tried these, but I get these all the time for my kids because they just absolutely love them. Um, H-E-B has a potato chip where the only ingredients in it is the potato, olive oil, and sea salt. Oh, no, I haven't seen those. Oh, those are We're so not... good. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yes. Like, if you want a chip, because sometimes I just crave a chip. Sometimes you just want a chip. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to let myself have a chip. But I pick a healthier option because, you know, it's three ingredients, and those are all good ingredients. Right. Now, right. you can't just sit there and eat a whole bag because, I mean, you can, right. but <laughs> I wouldn't recommend right. it. Um, right. But I'm still getting my chips. I'm still satisfying that craving. But I'm just Mm -hmm. picking a healthier option. Yep. I do the same. It's all about those little choices. Absolutely. 100%. Um, Okay. So next up, uh, stevia for white sugar. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a no-brainer. Or trivia. That's another one. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got your plant-based sweeteners. Mm -hmm. They contain less sugar, um, no fat, um, and... I know there's some people probably listening in and they're like, well, why couldn't you use like Splendor or Equal? Those are totally different. So Stevia, Trivia, they're derived from plants. They're natural where things like um, Splenda, Equal, they carry uh, or they have aspartame in it, which is a chemical, they're chemically made basically. Mm -hmm. And there have been tons of studies to show that things like aspartame have significant health repercussions and they can actually make you crave sugar more and cause yep. a whole slew of other issues. And that jacks my stomach mm-hmm. up personally. Mm-hmm. Oh, I get headaches oh from gosh. it. Yeah, it kills me. So, kills I mean, me. I any. If I have, like, a diet, which I don't, I, I can't even remember the last time I had a diet soda, um, I I get a massive headache from, mm. or anything that's used, um, any kind of, like, sweetener, synthetic sweetener to sweeten it, mm-hmm. I, I just can't. Like, mm-hmm. the Chick-fil-A, um, their diet, so their diet um, lemonade has Splenda mm-hmm. in it. I can't drink it. Uh, I can't either. So... Yeah, and either. honestly, the aftertaste, I'm like, I might as well, it's, it's healthier to drink a regular lemonade than it is to drink something like that. Yep. I agree. Now, for those that are diabetic, I know that their doctors would recommend them drinking that diet soda or that diet lemonade versus, you know, the regular lemonade. Yes. 100% listen to your doctor in that case because the aspartame or those synthetic sweeteners will affect your body differently than sugar now in my Mm -hmm. opinion you should be going without both of those but um if you're gonna you know so it also depends on your health background too i'm just talking about like the average person you want to avoid those synthetic sweeteners Right. So next up, um, romaine versus iceberg lettuce. Mm. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, probably are saying, well, 
lettuce. I mean, iceberg lettuce. It's lettuce. It's healthy, right? It's green. Yeah. So iceberg lettuce is basically water. It's water down. Right. It's like there's not a whole lot of nutritional value to it. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, it's still a lot better than eating like chips or eating a candy bar or stuff like that. But you're not getting any significant vitamins from it like you would with romaine lettuce. So right. it's just, you know, in that instance, making a healthier, choosing a healthier option. Right. Uh, salad dressings. Let's talk salad dressings next because this is a, a good way for you to cut calories, cut fat, um, or at least the wrong kinds of fat. So mm-hmm. olive, or olive oil and balsamic vinegar, mix those together and use those instead of like your ranch salad dressing or your blue cheese or... I've always been an oil-based salad dressing kind of girl. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's m- more my upbringing because I'm part Italian, part Spanish. Mm-hmm. So I just – I mean, I remember my abuela always making us, um, like, salads. And she would use, like, a red wine vinegar and just olive oil and some salt. And that was our salad dressing. So I grew up on that. Um, and I yeah. loved it. But when you use – like those pre-made salad dressings, they usually have really high fat content, high sugar mm-hmm. content. There's all these preservatives and other ingredients that you probably can't even pronounce. Right. Um, so, but if you just add you know, a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of balsamic, it will flavor your food up real good without all of those artificial ingredients. And see, this is where you and I are so different because that makes me gag. Yeah. I have tried so much. I absolutely cannot do that. Um, so I do use a regular salad dressing. Uh-huh. I obviously try to get the cleanest uh-huh. variety that I can. However, my dressing is either on the side or I use half of what it calls for because I've got so many other yummy toppings mm-hmm. on my salad. Mm-hmm. I don't need like, but a third of the dressing anyway. Absolutely. Um, and you just kind of mix it around. So if you're somebody like me who can't do the, vin- you know, oil vinegar thing, at least start with putting your dressing on the side instead of coating your salad. In the oh dressing. yeah. I never recommend to put it. I mean, like when you go to a restaurant, I always ask for it on the side. And they bring you like a gravy of salad. I'm like, what? Why? Like, it, I actually sent a salad back when I was, I was at a convention um, toward the end of last year, and I, I hate doing that, being one of those people. But my my lettuce was legitimately just soggy. Yeah, because they put so much dressing, and I had already asked for it on the side. But I'm like, I, I cannot eat this. <laughs> it's it's just oh it was horrible horrible yeah I always because they always put way too much on in the restaurant and sometimes you're like eh, I don't really even like this dressing and now it's like yeah. coated in it so there's so many different things and sometimes with the salad I won't even use the dressing I'll just use yeah. like I won't even do oil and and balsamic I'll just take some lemon and squeeze that on it it depends on the mm. salad because um, right. a lot of times I will put so many different, like, fresh ingredients. Like, I love berries mm-hmm. in my salad. 
I love. And see, I can't do berries on my And <laughs> berries, strawberries actually taste really good with balsamic. So well, I'll take your word for um, it. But sometimes <laughs> I'll do apples in my salad or sometimes, you know, mm. not all my salads yeah. have fruit in it, but it just right. depends. Like sometimes I want them see- sweet. Sometimes I want them a little bit more savory. So, right. And I, you know, the thing that stinks about it is why we're so adamant about either doing the oil and vinegar or the dressing on the side is because I can't tell you how many clients I've had over the years. They're like, but I got a salad when I went out to dinner (laughs) and I know you did. And I'm so super proud of you for trying that salad, but it had a whole bottle of ranch Mm -hmm. on it which completely defeats that like you would have been better off having a cheeseburger and actually enjoying yourself you know so it's just again it's creating that awareness and trying to make those small little tweaks or you know if you are gonna have some salad dressing rule of thumb and I just said that and I'm like oh is use your thumb to measure yeah because yeah because from the you know like the line on your thumb. So if you're looking at your thumb and the tip of your thumb to that next line down, that, so you're really your thumbprint area, that is a tablespoon. Okay. So think about that when you're eating your dressing is you want one to t- no more than two tablespoons, I would say, um, yeah, on a salad. So, and, yeah, I mean, it's just, you start to I was reading something earlier I'm trying to remember what it was and it was talking about how you know there's all these calculators to determine your calories because a lot of people struggle with counting calories and they use calculators and most of those calculators are about 25% off and oh yeah and I mean a a nutrition label can be up to 20% off as well and so it's good to use visual aids like using your thumb Mm, as a tablespoon using the palm of your hand is like four ounces so when you're counting your meat um because those are more accurate than going off of a food label or uh you know and it's also too how you dress things up because you might cook something and forgot that that butter you added in there you know or when you're going out to eat um they may say that it's going to be this many calories but then you ask for an extra side of da 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 you know right so it's just good to keep in mind those um measurements you know you're palm of your hand your thumb your fist is I think is it like a half a cup or a cup do you remember that one oh I would say your fist would probably be a cup yeah I think you're right um and then the palm of your hand is four ounces thumb is there's all and actually I'll go ahead and post it on our page um a reference guide um because that's just handy to have but uh, basically how to measure your food using your hands because you always have your hands with you mm-hmm. right so. yes yes <laughs> I mean well I mean sometimes I forget about yeah. home but you <laughs> yeah. know don't, I don't travel without them I mean that's just me <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just better than me so fine Whatever. so all right 
So we've got a couple more that I want to talk about. Um, so let's jam through them. Almond butter instead of peanut butter. Now, there is nothing wrong with actual peanut butter. Pe- Thank you. But <laughs> where the problem comes in is most uh, commercial companies will add sugar and other oils yeah. to their peanut butter. Yep. So if you're going to get peanut butter, you want to make sure the ingredients is just peanuts. Yep. But it's easier to find an almond butter that just has almonds in it versus a peanut butter, which is peanuts. Now, almond butter is a little bit more pricey, and you do typically have to stir it where most peanut butters, you know, they, you don't have to worry about stirring it where all the oil sits up top. But it is, in most cases, a healthier option because it doesn't have the excess sugar. Um, and sometimes even the peanut butter can have more fat just because of the added oil to it. Right. I get one from Costco that's, it's their organic one and it's just peanuts and a little bit of maybe a touch of salt, a touch of oil, mm-hmm. maybe, but it's, it's definitely like the almond butter. You have to stir it. Yeah. Um, the one we get from Trader Joe's, it just has, uh, for the kids, I get, there's one that has honey to give it a little bit of sweetness to it, mm-hmm. but it's just the mm-hmm. peanuts and honey. Now you can go to places like HB where they have a machine where it actually oh, it's so grind good. up the peanuts and make it into like a paste. And it's just, yep. they have two. They, they have one that's just the peanuts and then they have one that's peanuts and honey. It's so good, yeah. but it's trouble. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that you can find it. Um, that's just going to be a little bit more expensive than like your GIF or your, uh, the Peter Pan one, or I can't even think of what all ones there are, but Oh, I don't even Again, know. it goes back to reading those labels. You've got to read those labels. Um, fruit juice for water. So I know fruit juice is really sweet, and obviously water is very plain. Um, and you would think fruit juice, oh, well, it's juice from a fruit. It's got to be healthy. No, not, not really, um, because they add a lot of extra sugar to it. So mm-hmm. it's really important um, to be mindful of that. Doesn't matter what kind of juice it is, there probably is a bunch of sugar in it. Um, mm-hmm. And what I like to do, and I do it for myself, my kids, um, I recommend it for my clients, is flavoring up your water. Either you can take some like citrus slices, or I love cucumber water. And I'll take slices of cucumber and put it in my water. Um, they mm-hmm. have infusers you can do it with. You can just take like an orange or a lemon or a lime and just squeeze some of that in there. They also have crystal crystallized um, versions of um, like lemon, lime, grapefruit, orange. And I'm trying to remember the, the name of the company is escaping my brain right now. Uh, you talking about True, yes. True Lemon? True Lemon. So they have other versions of it or like variations. Like they have True Orange, True Lime, where it's just, but it's crystallized. And it's really just the crystallized form of the actual lemon juice. So you just, 
almost like a salt shaker. You can just dash them in your water and it flavors it up. So if you're like, I can absolutely not drink water by itself, try that. Mm-hmm. That's a good option to do um, instead of doing fruit juice. Right. Uh, this is another one that I use with my kids a lot that they love is doing frozen grapes instead of candy. So Mm -hmm. I know that fruit has been demonized over the years and I don't understand why. And I always, I tell people, I'm like, fruit is God's candy. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it is sweet. It is flavorful and it's clean. Like it's not filled with all this synthetic junk that you would get from like candy bars or cookies or cakes or whatnot. But when there's just something about when you put a grape in the freezer, it just, I don't know. It's like a popsicle for the kids. So, um, have you ever tried that with your kids? Um, yeah. And we actually don't like it. Oh, (laughs) really? How funny. See, everybody's different. I know. I know. We, we have tried many times and we're all just like, no. (laughs) You know, another good thing to try um, is we'll take banana slices and Mm -hmm. we'll put some peanut butter on top of them and Mm -hmm. stick them in the freezer and eat those and make, like, peanut banana butter pops. Sometimes we'll Mm -hmm. take, like, dark chocolate, we'll melt it, and then put it on top and, like, make... um, yeah, we sandwiches with those. those so those mm-hmm. those in my opinion are still a healthier option than going like to the store and getting like an ice cream cone. Oh, for sure. Um, it's just taking fruit and you can, I mean you could take peanut butter, you could take nuts, um, and it's still a way better option than a lot of those ice creams that you'll find. Agreed. So you just gotta experiment, especially with the little ones. You gotta experiment, and find out what they're like. They don't like grapes. Don't give them frozen grapes. <laughs> right. Because yeah. It's not a good no. idea. But you just play with different things. You know, change the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Not co- consistency, I guess. She's, like if they, you know, try mashing something, try freezing it, try mm-hmm. heating it up, try making it into like a puree or a sauce or, you know, mm-hmm. just cha- changing the overall composition of that item to see if you know they like it yep um oh this is another good one that i use a lot oatmeal instead of breadcrumbs Mm -hmm. so you know like things like meatballs meatloaf baked chicken those are breadcrumbs are staples in those kinds of things well when you add oatmeal um Instead of the breadcrumbs, it adds more whole grains, it adds more fiber, and you're not sacrificing any flavor. Plus, if you are somebody that has a gluten sensitivity, that's a good way to be able to get those kinds of things without getting the gluten because oats don't contain any gluten. Now, you have to be careful because some oats will be... um, package at plants where there is gluten nearby 
So you have to look for the certified label saying, you know, certified gluten-free. I know Trader Joe's has that. I don't know if HEB or Costco does, but Trader Mm -hmm. Joe's has the certified gluten-free because at their plant, those oats are the only things that are um, at that specific plant. Gotcha. So... Um, so that's a good thing for those of you that require a gluten-free um, options. Mm-hmm. Uh, spaghetti squash instead of noodles. Oh, yeah. So that's another one. Now, I am not a super big fan of spaghetti. I love pretty much every kind of squash. Spaghetti squash is like, eh. So, um, I mean, I maybe just got burnt out on it because we ate it so much. Mm-hmm. But for, like, the past probably six months to almost a year, we've been doing chickpea pasta instead of pasta noodles. Okay. And honestly, my kids don't notice a difference. We were doing gluten-free pasta for a while there because it, the brand that we found was a really clean, healthy brand. But it was just too, like, pasty. Mm. And so yeah. we started to switch to, and there's a specific brand that I like for the chickpea pasta. It's called Bonza. Um, uh-huh. And my kids love it. They don't notice the difference. It's not pasty. And they're getting lots of fiber and lots of protein from the chickpeas. Now, I don't like chickpeas by themselves. I don't like hummus. But I love chickpea pasta. So okay. that's, I mean, that's another good option. So spaghetti squash. If you like spaghetti squash, because it makes those, it, you can make it look like noodles or um, chickpea pasta instead. Yeah, or of, even even um, zucchini, spiralized yeah, zucchini. And I do like that. And that's another thing that kind of got burnt down because we ate it so much. But I Same. do use zucchini in my lasagna. So I will like cut it like strips long ways instead mm-hmm. of using noodles. Um, like mm-hmm. the zucchini or the lasagna noodles, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. And I can still do that. Okay. I just have a hard time with the pasta because we did it so much. <laughs> right. So it's good to add variety as much as possible because you will get burnt out on things. Um, yeah. If- and, and that's a reason why there's certain things that I can't eat mm-hmm. because I eat it too much. I got stuck in that same like routine and I got palate fatigue and probably caused myself some digestive issues because of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So it's really important that you're always incorporating right. And plus, if you're eating the same thing, you're only getting those nutrients. Like you're missing out on a whole, you know, list of nutrients. Yep. Agreed. So it's really important that you have variety in your diet. Constantly trying new things. Um, Okay, so the last one that I'm going to mention tonight, there's a whole list that I would love to share, but (laughs) so this podcast isn't like an hour long. Um, (laughs) Lettuce instead of tortillas. So, you know, tortillas, there's more than one way to roll a taco. Um, Right. And I honestly, like I do this for – I'll make Thai lettuce wraps. I'll make tacos with it. Uh, There's so many different ways you can, you know, you could do some chicken. It's almost like a 
solid burrito kind of a thing. Um, I usually use romaine. You can mm-hmm. do iceberg if that's your preference. Um, there's you could even use kale if you wanted to do that instead. I right. kale is too crunchy for me or too mm-hmm. like hard. I like romaine, so I'll use that instead of tortillas, and it's less calories, it's lower carbs. Um, and it's just, I don't know, it's just more refreshing, higher in fiber. And if I do use tortillas, I typically go for the corn just because it is a healthier option than flour, um, in a lot of cases, but those are just some of the substitutions that I like to do. And then of course I have a whole nother list of baking substitutions that maybe we'll do on another podcast because that one's more intricate. Um, Yeah. But these are just the day-to-day ones that you can, you know, start to incorporate that'll help you, you know, still stay on track with your goals, but you don't feel like you're sacrificing a whole lot. Right. Yeah. No, those are great suggestions. And, um, you know, I use a lot of the same ones personally and, and recommend a lot. And, my clients have really good success with that and they don't feel deprived. And of course, you know, there's sometimes where you just, you really do want the sour cream or you want mm-hmm. the mayo and that's fine too. Um, but you know, these are just little tweaks that you can make that do make a difference. Absolutely. And like you said, it's, you may crave that sour cream. Okay. Well, you know, if you've been substituting the Greek yogurt all of this time for sour cream and, you decide that you want sour cream this time. Well, shoot, you deserve it. Have your sour yeah, cream. Because exactly. You've been, Enjoy it. Yeah. And then maybe next time you go back to using the Greek yogurt. Right. So yeah, it's, it's all about the little choices. Yeah. It's good to have that, um, that little flux too, because your body naturally wants to sustain. Right. And so when you trip it up by like, when you change things up, your body's like, whoa, and it kind of like resets it and. And gets it going again. Yes, ma'am. So it does. It does. Well, awesome. Well, are you going to be sharing some of these on our Facebook page? Absolutely. I will be sharing all the things. I'll actually type out a list of these recommendations. So, so, well, I'll have that to refer back to. Perfect. All right, girlfriend. Well, thank you so much. Anytime. Um, I know, I know people are excited for this episode, so we will get that posted soon and um, be sure to check us out on our beyond fitness Facebook page for more live videos and um, you know, just some more details and things on how we incorporate these tips and things we talk about into our daily lives. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree. We'd love to have your feedback and have you subscribe to our podcast. To connect with us, feel free to look us up on Facebook at Beyond Fitness with Mel and Bree, or you can find Mel on Instagram at Mel Hammonds or Bree at Hope Faith Get Fit. Until next time. <laughs>